already feeling good. You got to fight a good fight. You got to finish your course. You got to keep the faith. For henceforth there's a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give us in that day. But not only unto him, but also unto all of those who love his appearing. So salvation has been, has been brought down. Thank you so much for lifting your voices up in praise. Uh, for we know that that is what worship demands. The Bible teaches us very clearly in the Hebrew text that we, we give God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. You see? People need to know. Amen. What it means to praise the Lord. God expects for worship to be done decently and in order. Amen. We need to do the things that are, that are uh, a, the sacrifice that God has commanded to be done, uh, to be offered unto him, and that is the fruit of our lips. We sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in our heart unto the Lord. We read scripture. Uh, because we're reading what the Holy Spirit has given us to understand, to come into an understanding of God's will. And by reading his word, we come into an understanding of that will, and then we are able to go out and to do his will. You can't do his will if you don't understand his will. And so worship is an opportunity for us to come together and give God the praise, get an understanding of his will, a better understanding of his will in worship. And then we go out and we do those things which are pleasing and acceptable unto unto the Lord. But none of those things can happen. Salvation being brought down has happened, but us participating in the wonderful process of salvation cannot happen. Us beginning to live our lives as, as, as Christian people cannot happen. Uh, beginning to teach others to know the truth, amen, cannot happen. Uh, us ourselves, you knowing the truth cannot happen until you become that which God desires us to be, and that is spiritual. Amen. You got to come out of the carnal life, and you have to become spiritual. And when you become spiritual, amen, that, that, is, that is where you, if you will, begin to, uh, begin to allow the word of God shape and mold your life when you become spiritual. Amen. And, and, and if, when you look throughout the biblical text, and, and, and as was read in Psalm uh, 16 this morning, the 16th division of the book of Psalm, where David, if you will, expresses unto us once again some wonderful words uh, uh, about his relationship, his spiritual relationship uh, with the Lord. Helps us, if you will, to be encouraged uh, that God is, if you will, is looking for us to, to, uh, to embrace the same ideas that David, if you will, was sharing with us in the Psalm. Remember, uh, uh, there is no individual book, if you will, that is, a, that is attributed to David, David being the king that God chose. Amen. Saul was the king that the people chose. Amen. But David was the king that God chose, but David was a man after his own heart. Remember, David, you, 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 you look at, if you will, the, uh, the, the, the various epistles, amen, and there's no individual uh, uh, book, even the book of Psalms. It's not attributed, if you will, to, to, to David uh, individually, but they are a multiple number of the uh, Psalms in the book of Psalms that, that, that David is given uh, the authorship, attributed the authorship, uh, and it is in the book of Psalms, uh, or if you will, and it is referenced in, in, uh, from the book of Psalms in, uh, if you will, Ephesians 5, that we are to speak to ourselves in Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody uh, in our heart unto the Lord. And, and, and notice that he said, be not drunk with wine, 
but be full of the Spirit, to become spiritual. Amen. And he says this is, this, is, this is manifested in such a way that individuals who hear these psalms, hear these wonderful words of the Holy Spirit that has been inspired uh, uh, through uh, uh, David, mostly David, uh, is to be sung, if you will, uh, in the church, in the midst of the church. Amen. They're supposed to be lifted up in psalms. And so we can, we can see uh, the, 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 not only the sincerity, but the significance and the importance of the book of Psalms. I, I remember, if you will, as I make a segue into the, uh, into the furtherance of our sermon uh, this morning, uh, I remember when I was in a debate uh, with, the, uh, with the preacher, and, 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 and the preacher was making the argument, the other side, that he said that the, the, the church had no songbook. And, the, you know, the early church had no songbook. The, the apostolic church had no songbook. The Church of Christ had no songbook. He went on down the line, 15 minutes, talking about the church didn't have a songbook. They didn't have it. And, I, 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 and when my turn came, I got up and I said, well, tell me what the book of Psalms is. And the preacher said, Amen. Book of Psalms is a songbook. Amen. It's a songbook. And so the words that you see there are so important. When we sing sound songs, that God made, it sure, made sure that Paul wrote it in the epistle that went to the church of Ephesus and then through all the other churches, that we are to speak to ourselves in psalms. In psalms. There's a depth of understanding here that David wants us to know when it comes to the book of Psalms, that God wants us to know when it comes to the book of Psalms. And this is, this is where we find, if you will, the significance of becoming and evolving uh, to become spiritual. So look what David says in Psalm 16. If you have it, for, if you, have it if you will, in this, the 16th division of the book of Psalms, verse number one, the first thing that David says, this psalm that is attributed to David, he says, preserve me. Preserve me. Amen. Preserve me, O God. Amen. For in thee do I put my trust. And I know we've introduced this psalm. But I want to go back for a moment because I'm going to make a segue to John 12 and 24. Except the seed die and go into the earth. It can't become that which God wants it to be. It can't evolve. David said, preserve me, O God. Let me, let me, let me, let me just say something to you right now. Because, because you, 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 you can't get past this sentence in this psalm. I, I pray you can't get past it without, without pausing for a moment and reflecting. Preserve me. Preserve me. That's what David says. David understands that, 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 that if he is going to be sustained, stay with me now. If he's going to be sustained, if you're going to get through life, I'm talking about a life worth living. If you're going to be sustained, then the only one who can sustain you is the Lord. You see? Now, there may be many activities that we participate in, wonderful activities that we may participate in, in life. You know, some of us who, who desire, not everybody desires the same thing, but some of us who desire a certain career of of professionalism, we desire a career, we desire a family, you know. Some of us desire education. Now, there's nothing sinful about any of those things. 
You can do any of those things that you desire to be. Some of us desire to be, if you will, to, to be entrepreneurs. Some of us de desire just to, uh, you know, just to, to, to do enough to, 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 to swim at the beach every day. I mean, whatever your desire may be of life, that's your life. You've got to live it. But one thing's for sure, no matter what activity you participate in, no matter what your desire may be in this life, there's one thing that we all have in common if we're going to make it to heaven. We've come to the conclusion that in our life activity, no matter what that activity is, it is God that preserves us. It is God that preserves us. He sustains us. Amen. And so we need to understand that. And David says, look, I want you to understand it's not my money that preserves me. It's not my status of life that preserves me. It's not the number of friends that I have that preserve me. Amen. It is God that sustains me. Amen. See, let me, let, me, let me drop this off. Let me drop this off. It's not your health that preserves you. Health comes and health goes. Amen. It comes and goes. But God is who preserves us. David makes that very clear. Preserve me, O oh God. Sustain me. Maybe, maybe, maybe that is why we, uh, not a maybe, but, but, but the significance of that is, is, is corroborated by Paul. Because Paul says, I know. I know. Paul makes it very clear. Paul says, this is, there's no doubt, there's no confusion, there's no ambiguity. Paul says, I know in whom I have believed. And I know that he's able, Lord have mercy, to keep that. Lord, that, there's your preserve right there. He says, I know he's able to keep that, to sustain that. I know that he's able to protect that. I know in whom I have believed. And I know that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him. You see? Paul says, I know some things. David says, Lord, preserve me. There is corroboration in these scriptures where we need to understand that no matter what activity that we desire to seek in life, amen, the one that we all have in common is who God is. If you don't know who God is, you're in trouble. You don't have anybody preserving you. You don't have anybody sustaining you. You see, because this is not the only life of existence that humanity has. This is only part of our existence. This is not the whole of our existence. This is only part of our existence. David understood that. Paul understood that. The prophets, the true prophets, understood that. The apostles understood that. The faithful people of God in the, in the first century understood that. Amen. They understood that in, uh, according to Hebrews chapter 11, the faithful roll call of faith that existed during the time of the Old Testament. They understood that. Abel understood that. Adam understood that. That uh, no matter what they were doing in life, it is God that preserves us. It is God that preserves us. And David wants to make that known. So every time you sing a psalm or a song with the word preserve in it, it should have a different meaning. Matter of fact, you should be waiting. You should be waiting on that on that on that uh, uh, verse of the song. You should be waiting. I'm waiting on the verse of the song with preserve, because when I get to preserve, I'm gonna sing it loud. Because it's God that preserves me. 
He sustains me. He protects me. He keeps me. For what purpose? For what purpose? Because I'm spiritual and there's a day coming. I'm, a, I'm spiritual and there's a day coming. And, and, and I know that that day is coming. And, and, and just, you know, I'll, I'll just let it out the bag very quickly here so we can, we can elaborate on it. But, but, you know, there's a day coming when this physical life is going to be over. And only, the only thing that remains, don't, don't get it twisted, y'all. Just stay with it. It's going to be all right. The only thing that remains after the physical life is that which is spiritual. That's it. Solomon makes it very clear. The body goes back to the dust of the earth from which it came. But the spirit goes back to God who gave it. So the question is, since spiritual is the only thing that remains after this physical life, what should we be doing to ensure the destiny of our spirit. That, that, that's the only thing we should be thinking about primarily. What should we be doing to ensure that our soul makes it to heaven's glory? Because all this other stuff is temporary. But we're not talking about temporary matters, as Brother Joseph loves to say in his sermon. We're talking about eternal matters. What do the things happen after this life? Amen. Because it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, there's the judgment. For what purpose? For what purpose does God preserve us? For what purpose does God sustain us? For what purpose does God keep us? For what purpose? Because there's something coming. There's a day coming. And I need somebody who's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. That's the day of judgment. Amen. So David said, I want to make sure that, that God preserves me. And so he goes on, he goes on, he goes on, he goes on. And so in verse number one, he goes on, he says, says look, for, for, for. So you know you have the prepositional phrase. He says, for in thee, for in thee do I put my trust. For in thee do I put my trust. And, and, and that's a wonderful word, trust. I put my trust in thee, right? I, I don't put my trust in temporal things. Lord have mercy. I don't put my trust in temporal things. No matter how wonderful those things may be, I don't put my trust in temporal things. No matter how wonderful they may be. Because I know, by definition, if they exist on this time side of life, they are, by definition, temporary. So I don't put my trust in temporary things. Lord have mercy. Look, I, I live life. I live it according to God's word. I do what God has allowed me to do. Amen. But I know where my trust is. I know where my faith needs to be. I know where, I know where my belief needs to be. The wonderful thing about trust, faith, and belief is that they all come from the same root Greek word. Pisteo. Belief, trust, faith. They all come from the same idea. And so what we find is David said, I'm putting my trust in you, O Lord, because you are the one that preserves me. You are the one that keeps me. You are the one that sustains me. You are the one that protects me. Therefore, my trust is in you. Lord, have mercy. My trust is in you. 
How beautiful it is that, 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 that this, is, this teaching of God's word is, is meant to be perpetual. It is meant to be transitioned from generation to generation to generation. And look, and, look, and the importance of this is, is that every generation, those who are within that generation, the blessing is, is that in each generation, there are those who choose, and I'm going to say it again, there are those who choose to live carnal lives, and there are those who choose to live spiritual lives. And there's a clear definition and a distinction. And it used to be at one time, it used to be at one time, there was a clear distinction. Everybody understood the difference between living spiritual and living carnal. And there was no confusion. There was no ambiguity between the two. Certainly in the word of God, there's no confusion and ambiguity. God made it very clear what it meant to live as a carnal person, what it meant to live as a spiritual person. It's only in the time of man, in the time of the rejection of God's word, where these things now become confusing. Well, I don't know if this is spiritual. I don't know if that is carnal. Maybe it's all the same thing. It is not! It is still very distinctive because those who live spiritually are living according to how the Holy Spirit has, in, has, has, has directed us to live through God's word. All right? Let, let, me, let, me show, let me show you this. Let me show you this. I made a premise. I made a statement. And let, we got to prove that statement of fact. Look, look at Ephesians. Let me, let me quickly just turn over to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, we referenced this text earlier. Might as well go to it now. And, and, and then we're going to go over to Romans chapter 6. But look at Ephesians chapter 1. Let me show you something. Because we're dealing with this idea of trust. David said, I put my trust in the Lord. I don't put my trust in things that are temporal. I put my trust in the Lord. I put my trust in that which is eternal. And look what he says in Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians chapter 1. If you have it, say amen. amen. So in Ephesians chapter 1, look what he says. And, and we, always, we always quote verse number 7 because verse number 7 is, 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 is where we have that, 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 that evolution or that resurrection from the carnal man, the old man. We'll get to that in a moment. From the old man to the new man, right? And through the watery grave of baptism. I talked about the, those, these are they in the book of Revelation. These are they who have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb. Come out of much trial and, and, and tribulation, right? We're talking about baptism. We're talking about that evolution. We're talking about dying to sin. The old man dying to sin, the new man arising to the newness of life. We began this conversation last Lord's Day. Get, get, the, get the, the, uh, the, seed, the electronic uh, version of the sermon. You'll, 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 you'll pick up on that. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 7, in whom, in whom, Paul says, I put my trust in thee. Peter's, I mean, uh, David says, I put my trust in thee. David says, I put my trust in thee. In who? In Christ. In God, amen. I put my trust in thee, amen. And, and so, well, the, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus who, uh, that, that, that was challenged with many carnal problems. They had many uh, uh, issues of sin that was going on uh, uh, in, the, in the midst of the church. And, 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 and God says, if you will, through the inspiration or inspiring of Paul, Paul gives us the book of Ephesians. And, and Ephesians 1 and 7, he says, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. These are they who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. This is redemption. Paul says, in whom we have redemption. We've been purchased 
in whom we have redemption through his blood. We've been purchased with the blood of Christ. Even the forgiveness or the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Verse number eight, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Remember we talked about the, the spiritual wisdom, amen? Not, not, not carnal wisdom, spiritual wisdom. And spiritual wisdom can only come from the word of God, amen? You can't get spiritual wisdom from carnal books. You get spiritual wisdom from the word of God. And Paul says, in whom we have, if you will, redemption in Christ. He lets us know that this is where the spiritual wisdom comes from. James would remind us that if any man lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God, who upbraideth not and giveth all to all liberally. And so he says, look, he says, he says, for wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. If you have people running around talking about the word of God is still mysterious, they are reading the wrong book. He's made it known. The mystery of his will. We know how to evolve from a carnal mind to a spiritual mind. The question is, do you want to? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the question. The question is, do you want to? Don't start running I don't know how. Yes, you do. The question is, do you want to? That, that's the question. Do you want to evolve? Do you want to become spiritual? Do you want to be a child of God? The way the Holy Spirit says we need to be children of God. And so he says, look, have he made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself. It was always the church's responsibility to make known the will of God. And by the way, if I had time, I would go back to Ezekiel and I'll show you in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. And I'll read from chapters 40 through 44 and I'll show you in Ezekiel where Ezekiel said that it was always back in that time when the priest, the Levi, represented the priesthood. Amen. When you can, they were always, no matter what was going on in the world, stay with me, church, no matter what was going on in the world, I don't care what disobedience or, 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 or if you will, or the the wrath of God was upon the people whether they were in captivity or out of captivity that was irrelevant to the priest because Ezekiel made it known that the priests were always supposed to represent the position of God no matter what was going on we in captivity the priest said look so we still need to be doing this amen we in captivity. We we don't. The uh, priest said so. We, you mean to tell me we have to worship in captivity? Yes, worship in captivity. Because priests were always supposed to worship, and they were always represent a representation of God's position. That's why when a priest went rogue, you know what happened to that priest. So you don't have to worry. See, today we got to worry about all kinds of other stuff of doing things. But let me tell you something. When a priest went rogue, y'all know what it means to go rogue, right? When a priest went into apostasy or became a heretic, all it took was that priest to go into the sanctuary one time. <laughs> Amen. Because, see, God took care of that. Amen. God took care of that. A priest went up into the sanctuary and God knew he wasn't right. 
He didn't come out. God said, go find another one. Amen. I'm, I'm just trying to hope y'all. Amen. Leviticus chapter 10. In, Levi- in Leviticus chapter 10, when Nadab and Abihu went into the temple and offered strange fire that God commanded them not, they didn't have to worry about Nadab and Abihu anymore. God said, I took care of that. Y'all go find some more. Y'all go find some more who are going to come up here and worship me in spirit and in truth. Because I will, God says, I will, in the presence of my people, I will be sanctified. You're going to do what I ask to be done, or you ain't going to be up in here. I just, I'm, just, I'm, just letting, I'm just letting us know. When it comes to being spiritual, God not playing. God not playing. You, you can lie to yourself all you want, but you can't lie to the Lord. He knows whether or not we're spiritual. Even beyond this building, when the church leaves this building, some of us who are visiting this morning, when the church leaves the building, is this building the church? No, it ain't. The church comes to worship. The church comes and occupies this building. And when we leave here, this is just what it was when we got here. A light bill. It all is. The church is what is spiritual. And we come together and we worship God. As John 4 says, we worship him in spirit and in truth. Your body does not worship God. Your spirit worships God. But I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. I know what it means to come to worship. My spirit is coming to worship. My body is just simply a mechanism of transit for my spirit to come to worship. Lord have mercy. Paul says in Ephesians text that he made known this mystery and he says, look in verse number 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, that he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. I'm going to say that again. Because, see, God has a plan for saving man. And that plan is spiritual. And that spiritual life is in the church. It is in the body of Christ. And that's why Paul says, if you will, uh, uh, know ye not that when we are baptized, we are baptized into his death. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in, be in Christ, he is a new creature. You can't become a new creature without being in Christ. And you can't become a new creature until the old one dies. Lord have mercy. You want to be a new creature? You want to be a new person? You want to cast off the things that are carnal, embrace those things which are spiritual? You must begin in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. We'll get back to that in a, next, in a, in a moment. But he goes on and says, look, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Look, there is a, there, the, the, the process of the church, the, the church rather, is a process of maturity, is in a process of maturity. The church is maturing. The church is maturing. 
Every day the church gets older. Every day the church gets older. The people are getting older. Amen. Every day you live, you're older, you're 24 hours older than you were yesterday. Amen. Welcome to your new 24-hour period. Amen. Every day the church gets older because each one of us gets older. And it is imperative that we embrace each 24 hours with the, op with, with the understanding that we've been given an opportunity to become wiser today about God's will than we were yesterday. Amen. You see? The church matures. The church matures. And you have to, that's because you have to mature. You have to evolve each day. You have to evolve. You have to say to yourself, what are the things that I can work on today that I didn't, that I neglected on working on yesterday? Amen. That puts me in conflict with God's word, with the spiritual life. Paul said in the dispensation of the fullness of times that he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth. If you're in Christ in heaven, you definitely are in a spiritual realm. How do you know that, Brother Culpepper? Because God is a spirit. <laughs> and if you're in heaven, amen, you are in the same element and source that God is. Lord have mercy. That's why the Bible says, no flesh shall enter into heaven. That means everything there is spiritual. Lord have mercy. Everything there is spiritual. And then when he says, look, he says, if you will, uh, in heaven and in earth, even in him, that means, look, we, our, bodies is, is a, our body is physical, amen, but our spirit, if you will, is of the same essence as Christ. And so when we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, it is because we are evolving into being spiritual. That's why Jesus can say, when you come through the watery grave of baptism, when you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, that's why he can say, you are no longer of the world, even though you may be in the world. You're no longer of the world because you have evolved in your spiritual mind. In your conscience, you understand that being in Christ Jesus is a spiritual endeavor. And it and look, and it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm just, I'm just trying to hope you here. Don't 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 look at me like that. It's okay, right? It's okay because whatever sin you went down in the watery grave of baptism with, that's the same challenge you're gonna have to deal with as you come out. Lord have mercy. Now you've been given forgiveness. Amen. Thank you, God, for your justification, right? I'm justified in Christ Jesus. I'm covered with the blood of Christ, amen. Therefore, if God decided to take my life and I'm living faithful unto death at this moment in time, if I'm living faithful unto death, God says he doesn't see your, your, the penalty of your sin. What he sees is the justification of the blood of Christ. That's what he sees, right? But while you are living here, Shall, Paul says, we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can those who've been made dead to sin live any longer therein? You see? 
when you come up out of this water grave of baptism, you're in the process of evolution. You're evolving. I'm putting, I'm putting the practices of sin behind me. And thank God for the grace of forgiveness and repentance. Thank you, Lord. Because I know in my imperfect life, and I'm going to say it again, I know in my imperfect life, sometimes we'll fall. But I'm striving to live a spiritual life. God knows my heart. He knows my spiritual heart. And so therefore the blessing and the spiritual blessing of repentance and grace is there for where sin did abound. Paul said grace did much more abound. Help me, Lord. But I'm spiritual. But I'm spiritual. You hear that? I, I've heard that phrase so many times. You listen to people, but I'm spiritual. And you just say, what? Really? We're striving to be that which God wants us to be. It is a process. It's a worthy endeavor. That's why Paul says you got to fight the good fight of faith. You see, you, 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 you can't evolve spiritually as a spectator. <laughs> Y'all know what that means. May God have mercy on his soul, but I'm going to use him as a reference because it, it is relevant here. Well, maybe I'll leave that one out. I'll, I'll use LeBron because LeBron is still living. But I remember, you know, some of y'all were just thankful to God that basketball is back, even though there's no little fans in the bleachers. Y'all say, ain't got to be no fan in the bleacher. I'm at home screaming. Nobody can hear you but you and your next door neighbor like, ain't that person crazy? You know, but this is the point. Let me get to my point here. So LeBron, LeBron makes the basket and you're yelling and screaming, woo, LeBron, you made the basket. You dunked it. Woo, woo. Guess what? LeBron made that basket. You just a spectator. You get the point. You can't be a spectator in the life of spirituality. You got to be in the game. You better be making that dunk. Amen. You can't be yelling and screaming like somebody else is doing something to benefit you. You've got to do what you need to do. That's, Paul, that's why I notice what Paul says. Paul uses the first person singular. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Right? He is a David. David may have fought a good fight. Solomon may have fought a good fight. Moses may have fought a good fight. Nehemiah may have fought a good fight. Elijah may have fought a good fight. Amen. Uh, uh, Ezariah and Hananiah and Mishael may have fought a good fight. Isaiah may have fought a good fight. Jeremiah may have fought a good fight. Ezekiel may have fought a good fight. Amos may have fought a good fight. Hezekiah may have fought a good fight. There are a lot of folk who may have fought a good fight. Amen. A lot of people. Mary, Martha. May have fought a good fight. Amen. Lydia may have fought a good fight. But you got to fight a good fight. Paul said, I have fought. Evolution, spiritual evolution, is not a spectator sport. Look at my grandma, my grandpa, look at, look at my mom and daddy. They, they were so faithful as if that's going to get you in. God said, you know what? Yeah, they were faithful, but what about you? Did you fight a good fight? Did you evolve to being spiritual? Because that's where the struggle is. What are you doing? 
Are you evolving? Are you purging yourself from the life of carnal things? Well, back in Ephesians, Paul makes it very clear. Paul says in verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. I remember Paul says to the, the elders when he called them to Miletus. Paul says, I have not shunned to, to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Paul said, look, I didn't give you my opinion. Paul said, I gave you the whole counsel of God. Amen. And we talk about having the whole counsel of God. It makes it very clear that when you are receiving the counsel of God, you're receiving the will of God. And when you're receiving the will of God, it is God's expectation that you then obey the word of God. And you obey the word of God by fulfilling his will. But Paul goes on in verse number 12. And this is where the, the on-point scripture is when it comes to trusted. Look what he says. David says, I mean, uh, Paul says, as he corroborates what David had mentioned about being preserved and that he had put his trust in God. Look what he says in verse number 12. That we should be to the praise of of his glory who first who first trusted who first trusted who first trusted in Christ we trusted in Christ we when we when we obey the gospel of Jesus Christ we are showing our trust that we have in God. See, this is who we've trusted in. It's not. It's not based on. It's not based on some 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 speculation. But it's based on God's will. It's based on what we have learned. It's based on what, what, what we received, if you will. Because when you look at the word of God, you have to understand when, 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 when the Holy Spirit in John 16 and 13 says, you know, that he had guided the apostles into all truth. Amen. That means that when we are reading the word of God, when we're reading the, the epistles that the apostles wrote at that time when they spoke it. And eventually when it was written and they wrote it, that's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter three if you will he says if you will that that uh, that we need to we need to whereby when you read you shall understand the mystery that be in Christ Jesus Amen. whereby when you read right Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3 and just verse number 1 through 4 just quickly here he says look for this cause I Paul the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles 
if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in a few words. That's why, that's why I say, look, when, when people start walking around talking about the word of God is still too mysterious. No one can really understand God's word. But that means Paul lied. Because Paul says, I wrote it so that you can read it <laughs> for the purpose of understanding it. He says, look, whereby when, we, when, when, we, when ye when ye read, ye may understand in the mystery of Christ. There's no ambiguity. It's whether or not you want to obey. To become spiritual means we have to evolve. And when you begin to evolve, it's because you choose to obey. And when you choose to obey God's word, then the hope is, is that one day we can enter in uh, to heaven's glory. But the question is, do you choose to obey? Paul says, but I am spiritual. I've trusted, we've trusted in God. And by trusting in God, it is through that trust that we become the manifestation of God's word. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, look, he says, I, he says we are epistles, and being epistles, we are known and read of all men. People see our lives. They see our spiritual lives by how we live our life before them. Amen. So it's not, a, it's not about confusion. It's about whether or not people want to see what the truth of God's word is and then choose to obey it. Because if you choose to obey it, then we know that through, through the obedience of God's word, we then become the living manifestation of that which is spiritual. People see us. They see our lives. They see who we are. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Right? He's a new creature. And when we become new creatures, people see who, who we are. They see what manner of person that we are. And being, the, uh, the being that, that, that he, they see who we are, we now have, a, 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 the, the, we now have the, the responsibility, and it's such an important responsibility, to live according to God's word. Right? When we live differently, then that which God has given us, it causes confusion. It causes people to not understand what truth is. Our lives become, uh, there, there, there's, there's ambiguity. People don't understand. Well, you say that you're one thing, but then I see you living as, uh, living differently. Let me go back. Ephesians 1 and 12. So he says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted, right? Who first trusted. In verse number 13, in whom ye also trusted. So not only is he saying that the apostles trusted, not only is he saying the apostles believed, not only is it that the apostles had faith, but he says, in whom ye also, that's us, also trusted. 
And he says, in whom ye also trusted after ye have heard the word of truth. Right? After you heard the word of truth, you began to trust in him. After you heard the word of truth. Maybe that's why the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith. Wait a minute. Faith? Trust? Belief? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because it is the word of God that begins to prick our carnal mind, stay with me, that allows us to begin to evolve into the spiritual life that God desires us to have. The one that's going to be saved. It is the word of God in whom you first trusted after you heard the word of truth. And why is that so important, Brother Culpepper? Because look, you can't teach people a bunch of garbage and expect for their spiritual lives to become manifested. It is God's word. Paul says, whereby when you read, read what? Read these spiritual words. Because these spiritual words give us God's will. And by these spiritual words giving us God's will, we begin to understand God's will. And by understanding God's will, we begin to live God's will accordingly. In whom we first trusted. Junior, give me the PowerPoint back. And so we look at this. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Sanctify them through that truth. That word is truth. And here you go with the connection of, 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 of the song. Uh, uh, Anthony sang the song. That was not planned. It just happened that, you know, when, when you're singing sound songs, sound songs will dovetail with spiritual words. And so what you see here, he says, the gospel of your salvation. Salvation has been brought down. The gospel. Amen. It's all about salvation. Romans 1 and 16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith. The faith for it is written, the just shall live by faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because the gospel shows me that salvation has been brought down. Well, how was salvation brought down? In the form of Christ. Came down from heaven's glory. Philippians chapter 2. Took on the form of a man, the form of a servant. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus that thought it not to be robbery but took on the form of a servant, the form of a man. Let me tell you something. It's a blessing that salvation has been brought down in Christ because it is in Christ Jesus that we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Y'all see how that came together? It is the gospel of salvation. And so the word of God is the gospel, if you will, that comes and he says, in whom also after that ye believe, believe what? The gospel. Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Let me tell you something. When you have obeyed the gospel and you're living a, a, a life that is, uh, that is according to God's word, you become preserved. Do you know anything that's preserved but not a seal? You've got to have a seal in order to be preserved. 
Look at our sister. Our sister is not in here. Yeah, that's right. I got some preserves. I guarantee you got a jar of preserves. You better have a seal around it. Because it ain't going to be what you think it is if it ain't. Amen. When you are preserved, you have a seal. And you know what preserves us? The Holy Spirit of God. Well, how does the Holy Spirit of God preserve us, Brother Culpepper? Does, do, does he do it in a miraculous way? No. It is done through the reading of God's word. And the study of God's word. That is how you're preserved. Because when God's word says, thou shall not kill, amen. <laughs> then you need to understand what that means. In the Old Testament, that was given, God's word was given so that when one, if you will, took the life of another, if you will, uh, wrongfully, then they would suffer the repercussions of that wrongful act. Well, when it comes to a spiritual life, stay with me. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Our actions change. Our life changes. Our consciousness change. Because Christ is now part of our life. And now the things that we used to do of the carnal mind, we don't do of the carnal mind anymore. As a matter of fact, murder in the Bible, when it comes to the physical spirit, when it comes rather, when it comes to the spiritual life, it is different from that idea of the physical. Because now you don't have to put one finger on a person. You could talk about that person wrongfully and commit murder. Woo! Now, oh Lord, have mercy. You see? You see how you need to evolve? Because when you're talking about somebody wrongfully, when you're tearing them down wrongfully, you're committing murder. See, you never thought about that way, huh? But that's what John says. When you hate your brother. Wait a minute, Brother Coburn. Hate is just an emotional response of what? Your conscience. Hate doesn't come from here. Hate comes from here. It comes from your spiritual conscience. Right? How can a man say as he loves God? Stay with me. Whom he has not seen. Why have you not seen him? Because God is a spirit. Right? And not only is you not physically able to see him, you have not evolved your spiritual consciousness to embrace the very fact that every day that you wake up and take a breath, God shows you are. You are the created not the creator. But nevertheless, he says, how can a man say that he loves God whom he has not seen and hate his brother whom he sees every day? Lord have mercy. James says you commit murder with your tongue. Y'all looking at me like y'all never read those scriptures before. We're talking about a spiritual life. Man. Things are not what you, when you evolve from a carnal mind, it's not about physical anymore. It's spiritual. Let me, okay. We got a little bit of time. Go to James. Let me, let me, let me just quickly deal with this for a second. 
When I said that, eyes seem to get big like the emoji. And so maybe we need to read here for a little minute and get an understanding of, of what it means to be spiritual. We're, we're the spiritual kingdom of God. We're, we're, not, we're not dealing with the, the physical uh, side of life anymore. You see? In James chapter 3, And, and we're going to start at verse number one in James chapter three, verse number one, right? Because we trusted in God. We believe we have faith in God. We, 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 we're, we're supposed to evolve. Our evolution of our consciousness evolves. I mean, we need to see things differently, right? And this, look what he says. He says, my brethren, uh, brother uh, uh, Talib, if you will, go ahead and read for me for a moment, please. Go ahead. What did the Bible say? My brethren, mm -hmm. be not many masters. Be not many masters. Knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Uh-huh. For in many things we offend all. Yes. If any man offend not in word, mm -hmm. the same is a perfect man. Read. And able also to bridle the whole body. Lord have mercy. If you can control what you're saying about folk, you, you're, on, you're on a good path. Go ahead and read. Behold, mm -hmm. we put bits in the horse's mouth yes. that, that they may obey us, mm -hmm. and we turn about their whole body. Read. Behold, yes. also the ships, mm -hmm. which they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, mm -hmm. yet are they turned about with a very small hem. Hell, read. Whether so the governor listeth. Go ahead, read. Even so the tongue is a little member. Even so the tongue. This is just what we're saying about folk. So you got, you got to understand, as a child of God, you have to understand you have so much power. You have so much power, and, but you haven't learned how to wield that power, nor have you learned how to bring that power into subjection. You're like a baby. You're like a baby with a gun in its hand. Mm. <laughs> you, 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 you're dangerous, mm. right? Because you might not only kill your soul, you can kill somebody else's. Lord have mercy. Come on, read. Come on, read. And boast is great things. And boast is great things. Behold. Behold. How great it matter. A little how great. Thing. How powerful. Come on, read. And the tongue is a fire. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. A world of iniquity. So read. is the tongue among our members. So is the tongue among our members. That it defileth the whole body. That what? Defileth the whole body. You can kill yourself. <laughs> you don't know how to deal with this spiritual life. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. You can't continue to live a part of life and then run around talking about you spiritual. Man. God said, you got to evolve. You've got to, you've got to change. Amen. You might still be in the world, but you're not of the world anymore. You're a part of the process of salvation. Amen. And you have, to, you have to grow. You have to mature. David, David shows us this. Remember, we're not even into Psalm 50 and 51 yet where David begins to recognize what Nathan was telling him when he started running around talking about, uh, you know, uh, when Nathan was telling him the story about a man that came into the city and, and he had one ewe lamb instead of him taking all of the lambs that he had and providing for that visitor, uh, that foreigner that came into the city. He took that foreigner's one ewe lamb and killed it and slayed it. And David said, oh, that man needs to be put to death. And then Nathan turns around and says, well, he's you. David said, wait, what? You see? What? what? It's, it, it's who? It's you! You have to change. 
obligation to God. Amen. And then David says, David says, when we get to the psalm, he says, create a clean heart in me. In me. Renew, renew a right spirit within me. David recognized this life is spiritual. And look, let me tell you, and this is the other thing. Nobody sent a letter to God to tell, him, to tell God what he did with Bathsheba. You ain't going to hide nothing from the Lord. Man. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. Go ahead and read. What does it say? And set it on fire. He set it on fire. The course of nature. The course of nature. Read. And it is set on fire uh -huh. of hell. Come on, read. For every kind of beast. Yes. And of birds mm -hmm. and of serpents. Yes. And of things in the sea. Read. Is tame. Come on, read. And have been tamed by of mankind. Come on, read. But the tongue but can, the no, tongue man can no man tame. Read. It is un unruly. It is evil. unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. Full of deadly poison. Read. Therewith bless we God. Therefore, therewith we bless God. Come on, read. Even the Father. Even the Father. And therewith we, we curse we men, read, which were made after the similitude of God. Come on, read. Out of the same mouth. Out of the same mouth. Proceeded, proceeded blessings, blessings and, cursings. and cursings. My brethren, come on, read it. My brethren, these, these things, things are not, are so, not be. so to be. You got to evolve. You got to change. Amen. You got to become spiritual. Be that what you desire to be. That's why you obeyed the gospel, isn't it? Don't let nobody take away your spiritual life. Don't let anybody take away your spiritual life. You know, the world wants to take your spiritual life from you. Amen. But don't let the devil take your spiritual life. And we know it's a challenge. We know that we have to evolve. We know except the seed, a, a corn of wheat falleth to the earth and die that it cannot bring forth the, the fruit or the leaves of wheat that it ought to bring forth. That's why the carnal man, the carnal, the old man, the old man needs to die. Yeah. And needs to stay dead. He needs to be put to death. But come on, read. Come on, read a little bit more. What does he say? Do a fountain send forth at the same place read. sweet water and bitter? Uh-huh, read. Can the fig tree, my Ye brother, yes. bear olive berries? Uh-huh. Either a vine, yes. figs, read. so can no fountain both, both yield salt, salt water, water and fresh. fresh. Come on, read. Who is a, Who wise, is a man? wise man? And endureth with and endured, knowledge among you. And endured. <laughs> Brother Colbert, these, these Shakespearean words just, just cause all kinds of confusion. No, just listen to what God is saying. Man. And just follow after. <laughs> endued. Embodying. Possessing of. Endued with what? With knowledge. With knowledge among you. Let him show out of a what? Good, Good conversation. conversation. His works with meekness of wisdom. Your behavior needs to change. Yeah. Come on, read. But if you bitter envy but and if strife in your you hearts. Have bitter envying, strife in your hearts. Glory not. In your spiritual consciousness, glory not. And lie not against the truth. And lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not above. This from wisdom above, descendeth not from above. But is earnestly. It is earthly. It is sensual. Devilish. It is devilish. Man. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. When you have 
evolved spiritually, you are continuing to devolve carnally. You're getting worse and worse. He even calls it devilish. <laughs> Woo! Well, I tell you, James is saying something. <laughs> Look what he says. It is earthly. That's carnal, y'all. Mm-hmm. It is earthly. You know everything on earth is carnal. I, I hope y'all got, you, you received that, right? Yeah. It is earthly. It is carnal. Amen. And then he says, it is sensual. In other words, it is based on your body issues, your your uncontrolled and out-of-control body desire. It is sensual. But then he says, look, it is devilish because don't mistake. It all comes from the same origin. It is from the devil. Don't make no mistake about it. Come on, read. But the wisdom that is from above. But the wisdom that is from above. Is first pure. Is first pure. Then peaceable. Peaceable. Gentle. Gentle. And easy to be entreated. Easy to be entreated. Would. Full read. of mercy. Full of mercy. And of good fruits. Good fruits. Without, without partiality. Without partiality. Without, without hypocrisy. what? Without hypocrisy. Read. And the fruit, and the of, fruit righteousness of righteousness is sown, is in, peace sown in peace of them of that, them make, that peace. make peace. John, 1 John 2 and 9 says, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. How can a man say, he loves, his, he loves God whom he has not seen and hated his brother whom he sees every day. Look at John chapter 12. Look at John chapter 12. I'm coming to a close right here. John chapter 12. John goes, uh, the, the text goes on with John when it comes to uh, this evolution of spirit because this is where, this is where we begin to, uh, to understand the the. the when the, the evolutionary process, uh, our physical state will change, so, so must our spiritual, as our physical state changes, will, uh, 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 will change, our, so must our spiritual consciousness change, right? Um, when we talk about the physical state, there, there, there is, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he talks about how the natural body is, is sown and then how the, how the spiritual body is, is sown. And so there's a, there's a, there's a significance uh, in this text that, that we'll, get, we'll get to that. Lord bless us next time. But, but I want to come back to John 12, and, and I want you to drop down very quickly John 12 and, and start reading from verse number 22 in John 12 and 22. What, is, what does the gospel of John say to us in John 12, 22? What does the Bible say? Read. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, mm-hmm. and Andrew... And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, mm-hmm. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Mm-hmm. Verily, verily, I say unto you, yes. except a corn of wheat now see, fall it, into it, the ground now, and now, die. Now, 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 now look, what, look, what, look, at the, look at the parable that Jesus uses, right? He's talking about evolution. He's talking about transition. He's talking about evolution. And there's a process to that. It doesn't happen haphazardly. It doesn't happen haphazardly. But in 
spiritual happens in an orderly fashion. For remember, 1 Corinthians 15 says God is not the author of confusion. God deals with things in an orderly fashion. Right? In an orderly fashion. Let all things be done decent and in order. In an orderly fashion. When Romans chapter 6 talks about the old man dying, this is an orderly fashion. He's saying, look, before you can become spiritual, you've got to kill that old man. You can't become spiritual without killing the old man first. You've got to kill the old man first before you can become spiritual. You can't put the cart in front of the horse. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You've got to do things in order. Amen. Right? You've got to put things in order. Do things in order. If I'm going to evolve, if I'm going to become that which is spiritual, then I must do things in order. It says what, John? It says what? It abideth alone. It, 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 except a corn of wheat fall into the earth and die, it abideth alone. Right? So God uses the idea of farming to instruct us on how something that is physical evolves to that which is spiritual. Because remember, this is about Jesus. Yeah. Transitioning. Except the corner we fall into the earth and die. Read. It abideth alone. Read on. But if it die. But if it die. It bringeth forth much fruit. It bringeth forth much fruit. Read. He that loveth his life. Even that loveth his life. Shall lose it. Shall lose it. And he that, and he that hateth his life. In this, in world, this world. Shall keep, shall keep it. Unto, unto life, life eternal. eternal. Wait a minute now. Come on read. If any For man if serve, any man serve him, me. Let him follow me. Let him follow me. And where I am. And where I am. There shall also, there my, also servant my servant be. Read. If any man serve, serve me. me him, him will my, my father, father honor. honor. Let me tell you something. Except a corner wheat fall into the earth and die, it abideth alone. It cannot bring forth fruit. Right? Now remember what God says about fruit. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. The branches cannot bear fruit without being connected to the vine. Yeah. I've, in order for me to bear fruit, amen, I've got to be connected to Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You, you've got to understand the connection here. Jesus says if, you, if, you, if you're going to bear fruit, you've got to be connected to Christ. And what is that fruit that we need to bear? The fruit that we need to bear is spiritual. It, 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 is, a, it is a spiritual process whereby we evolve to become the people of God. You've got to do this. You've got to see this. What is the fruit? Why is it? Why, how, how does this physical state of change become that which is spiritual? Look what he says. Uh, turn qu quickly, if you will. Because uh, we're talking about fruit now. Talk about fruit. Galatians chapter 5. And drop down quickly. And I'm, I'm done right here. I have to end it with this. Look what he says. Drop down to verse number uh, verse number, well, uh, I don't want to read all of this. Drop down to verse number 15. 
Galatians 5 and verse number 15. This is, this is, this is cutting off a little bit, but, but, but it'll still be okay. Look what he says in Galatians 5 and 15. What does he say? But if you bite, if you bite and, devour and devour one another, one another and take heed that ye not, not consume one another. one another. Read. This I say then. This I say then. Walk in the spirit. Walk. Behave. Have your conversation in the spirit. Read. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Read. For the flesh lusteth against for the, the spirit. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Come on, read. And the spirit against the flesh. Come on, read. And these are contrary one to, to one the One to another, read. So that you cannot do things that you would. Come on, read. But if you be led of the spirit. If you be led of the spirit. You are not under the law. Come on, read. Now the works of the flesh now are the manifest. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, read. Which are these? Which are these? Adultery, Adultery fornication, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, emulations, wrath. Yeah. Strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Read. Of this which I can tell you before. Of this I tell you before. As I have also told as you, I also past, tell you in time past. That, that they, they which do, do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Read. But the what? But the what? But the what? But the fruit. But the fruit. If I'm going to bear fruit. Then my consciousness needs to change. Because my consciousness is based on what the spirit desires, not what the flesh desires. Yeah. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is what? Is love. Is love. Free. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. Long suffering. Long suffering. Gentleness. Gentleness. Goodness. Goodness. Faith. Faith. Meekness. Trust. Faith. Belief. Goodness. Read. Temperance. Temperance. Against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. There's an evolution of consciousness from that which is temporal to that which is eternal. It's based on the process of salvation. You go from the watery grave of baptism. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. The old man must be put to death. Yeah. Must be put to death. Yeah. So that the new man that is developed in, in the spiritual thing. Is, 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 is now becoming spiritual as opposed to that which is carnal, right? Flesh and blood shall not enter into, kingdom, uh, into the kingdom of heaven, but the spiritual side of our life, 1 Corinthians 15 and 44, we'll talk about that next time, the spiritual side of our life, that will enter into heaven. And so there's an evolution that needs to take place. And, 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 and you can't just limit, if you will, this, this idea of, uh, of, of being uh, 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 within your own mind thinking that it's just because of how you think alone because what you think should be manifested. It should change your conversation. It should change your behavior. People should be able to see you as an epistle that's known and read of all men. <laughs> they should see your manifestation of Christ in your life. Man. Amen. And, and so that's why I, uh, James says, you know, you can't... Uh, 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 you can't bring forth, if you will, salt water and fresh water from the same source. <laughs> Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You got to evolve. You got to evolve. And that evolution, evolutionary process is one that is demanded upon each and every one of us as children of God. And I pray this morning that as we continue to study God's will, to know it and to understand it more perfectly, that we would know that this life of Christianity is a wonderful life to live. It's a wonderful life to live. It's, it's a blessing, right? 
Because look, once you once you come into the knowledge of the truth and you begin to know the truth and want to and desire the, the, the bread of life, the truth of God's word, let me tell you something. All this other foolishness out here becomes insignificant. Hmm. It becomes irrelevant, right? Because you're on a journey of truth. You're a truth seeker. Amen. Because you want heaven to be your home. And so we know what it means to be spiritual. Being spiritual is not just some throwaway word that you use to try to associate yourself with some kind of religious life. That's not. When God used the word spiritual, it means something. And we have to understand what that means. What God's will is. And we need to become that. Because except the corn of wheat fall into the earth and die, it can't bring forth the fruit that God wants it to bring forth. So that carnal man must die. How does it begin its journey? Through the water and grave of baptism. The Bible says, Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. And when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. God wants you to be saved. And if he wants you to be saved but through the water of grave of baptism, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. These are they who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, who have come out of much trial and tribulation. This is the process by which a soul can be saved. God wants you to be saved. Repenting of your sins. Luke 13, 3 and 5, I tell you, next up you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Acts 17 and 30, God commanded every man everywhere to repent. 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9, God is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. One day with God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. Seeking none to perish, wishing none to perish, but all should come unto repentance. God wants you to be saved. Confessing Jesus Christ to be the Son of God. Romans 10 and 9, with the mouth we confess Christ Jesus. Romans 10 and 10, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Going down in the watery grave of baptism. Acts 2, 47, where God adds you to the church. I said, God adds you to the church, because God knows the mind of man. When you present yourself as a candidate for baptism, we put you in the water. But it's the Holy Spirit that does the operation. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. And that body is Christ, the church of Christ. Romans 16 and 16, salute one another with a holy kiss. And the churches of Christ salute you. Not a church in Christ with just a name on a wall, but a spiritual church. The spiritual church. The true church. Amen. The true church. God adds you to it. And then you arise to walk in the newness of life. Why don't you come right now? Begin your evolution. 